0: Today on The Breakdown, it's a surprising result from a surprising hand with two not-surprising players, Adrian Mateos and Keith Tilston. That's right. There's seven left at the $50,000 buy-in World Series of Poker final table, event number 90 from 2019. You know, no big whoop. $1.6 million goes to the winner, though. Did I sound excited? Because I am. Because that's some serious cashola. And these guys are, you know, let me just say this. They're not going to play comfortably. They're not going to make it easy on each other. That's not who these guys are. That's not how they live. <laughs> and there's so much money still to be won. You know, 7th place is pretty good. they won 200k, but so 1.4 million more. That's a lot of money no matter who you are. Jeff Bezos would be shaking in his boots trying to ladder up in this event. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, I don't know much more about this. Let's get into it right now with Grant Dennis and Jonathan Levy. Hey,
1: first time, no rehearsal. You know how it's sometimes talked about that people struggle to determine the the massive difference between one and two. One, $1 million and $1 billion? Yes,
0: I do know I that. feel like
1: you just exemplified that perfectly. Mm, I think so. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I think Jeff Bezos would rather take a shit than play in this event. Uh, like What? Than free roll this event.
0: Oh, free roll this yeah. event. Yeah. Um, that's possibly true. I don't know if that's true or not. You know, Jeff Bezos is sort of famous these days for having a very loud laugh, which has only gotten very loud since he's become among the richest people in the world. Really? I did not yeah. know that. It's like a weird thing. You can watch a video of it where he had like a normal laugh. And then, like now, he goes, ah, ha, ha, and everyone has to like be quiet and like allow it because it's like so big and so it's very strange, huh? Yeah, that's my Jeff Bezos I think, fact I think of the being day. super
1: rich is just not good for you as a person. It's probably just a negative impact on your life overall. I mean, I mean,
0: you super
1: rich, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the difference between having ten million dollars and, and five billion dollars is probably you'd rather have the ten million. As I far think as... that's probably not right, but
0: maybe you know the difference between having like fifty billion and. 300 million, maybe that's true. I would think, like, 10 million, there's still, like, a lot. Like, you can't get in if you're, like, trying to get into certain places that you always get into if you have, a, you know, $10 billion. Well,
1: I know, but I, I still, I, I'm saying, like, despite that difference, I think it's possible that you're better off with the 10 million than the 5 billion. Really? Just because, like, look at all of the richest people in the world. They're all fucked up. Are they? Warren Buffett is maybe the least fucked up, and he eats McDonald's every day. <laughs> He does. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that is weird. I don't think that's the money, though. I think he just always did that, right? Like, okay, there's,
1: there's either a, he's not a good example. There's, there's a cause no. and effect here, perhaps. Who knows what is the reason? But like, either becoming that rich or whatever it takes to become that rich makes you a fucked up person.
0: Do you know Warren Buffett? So he goes and gets breakfast every morning at McDonald's. Yeah, and his wife gives him money to do it. She gives him cash, and he doesn't. He doesn't follow the markets day to day, right? He, yeah. Um, unlike all us crazy people. Like, he doesn't do that. He's done this too long, so he doesn't pay attention to, to that degree. He looks every so often, but not like that. The way he knows that the markets are up and down is how much money his wife gives him for breakfast. Huh. If she gives him more money, that means the markets are up. If she gives him less money, that means they're down.
1: Why does she give him different amounts? McDonald's doesn't change their prices with the markets.
0: Because they buy less food if the markets are down. No joke.
1: The Buffets do? Yes. Well, that's not reasonable in any way.
0: Right. But that's how. But he, they feel poor, and they're like go into conservation
1: mode. I mean, that can't be right. Okay, it may not be right, but it's you just you just completely proved my point. That guy is (laughs) bananas. (laughs) I think I did just
0: completely prove your point. Actually, yeah, yeah. The problem with being really rich, I don't even think it's about the being really rich part. I think it's about the adulation and weird celebrity that comes around it, and the way everyone treats you like you're. Like you, oh, every door in the world is open to you when you're when you're Jeff Bezos, for example. Like
1: literally, you can meet with anyone in the world. I think that's definitely one element of it. Yeah. Also, you have incredible power. Yes, and, of course. You know, the old phrase "absolute power corrupts absolutely." It's not absolute power, but it's but a lot of power. And it probably does fuck with you. No,
0: that that's true too. Um, so, but uh, and also, like everyone acts like what you say
1: is super important.
0: Yep. Even when it isn't. Yep. A uh, great example is every time Elon Musk tweets, like, right. the he world tweets, fucking he, bends. He
1: tweets the worst fucking terrible jokes in the world, these joke memes, and, and people act like they're funny and they're awful. They're right, people act like they're
0: funny or or actually, like, move on them as if, they you know, their financial advice or whatever. Right. Like, it's some crazy stuff is going on with, like, so, like not, not when Elon says, like, oh, Tesla's going to, like, make a big crypto purchase, fine. That's reasonable. Yeah. But like when he just says like, you know, Come rocket is an exciting crypto, clearly joking. <laughs> yeah. Like the price of Come rocket goes up by like 400% or something like that. Like that's insane. That is really the name of a crypto. Yeah. But of course it is. Of how course. How could it not be? Because welcome to it's the It's like rule 34. Yeah. Rule 34 for crypto now. <laughs>
1: Everything is, is out there. Yes. So yeah. So being
0: a billionaire, maybe it does. Maybe at least one of the, if you're a top 10 rich guy in the world or top 50 rich guy in the world, maybe it does make you crazy.
1: Yeah. I think it huh. quite possibly does. Yeah.
0: So what's the sweet spot? I think 10 million isn't enough. I want more than 10. If I'm picking, you know, I want I want a lot more than that.
1: I mean, it would be hard not to pick the maximum amount when picking.
0: Yeah, I want the maximum amount where I where I get to not lose my mind though. What's that? What's that number? 37 million. Oh, that's 37. It. Okay. Okay. You know what? I'm okay. With, I can live with that. I think you can live with 37. I was hoping million. you were going to say 100. I wanted 100, but okay, I can live with 37. Are you sure you're going to be okay with $37 million? It's not the same.
1: There's <laughs> things I can't do. Yeah, you can't... I like, can't what,
0: really go to space with $37 million. Not yet,
1: but probably soon. Oh, yeah, with
0: the fucking other plebs I go into space. I want to go now. <laughs> <laughs> and I want the luxury version, you know? Okay. So Matt Damon, now yeah. we're talking about this. This is what happens. Matt Damon uh, was offered the lead role in Avatar that Sam Worthington ultimately had, right? Yeah. We just found this out yesterday. And... James Cameron, when he was... He wanted Matt Damon to do it. And he said, Matt, you're the... I'm not, if you don't take this, I'm going to offer it to a nobody. And I don't need you. I think this movie will be a hit either way. And I will offer it to a no one. But if you take it, I'm going to give you 10% of the, the money the movie makes. And Damon turned it down. Now, as turns wow. out, Avatar was up until very recently... Actually, I think, once again, it's the, the largest gross movie of all time. It, as of the last time I'm aware of it, it made like $2.8 billion, meaning... Even if you want to get creative with the math in ways that are against Matt Damon, you figure you'd have at least a quarter billion dollars he would have made yeah. from this, right? And so this is – when he talks about things, he talks about this as, like, one of the worst decisions of his life. Not, sure. not with a lot of pain because he's still doing he's very, very well. He's very rich, yeah. But he was talking to someone about it recently, and um, he was saying, like, everything would be the same for me except we'd be having this conversation in space because I would be in space right now because I would be that rich. Yeah. You know? But everything else would be – my life would be the same besides that, which sounds about right. So – You know, why can't we all be like that? Why can't we all be in space? Except, and by we, I mean just a few of us, yeah. It's only valuable if other people can't have it, obviously. Yeah, right. That's the best part about being rich is you get things other people don't have. It's not what those things are. See, that's a mindset that might be problematic. (laughs) (laughs) I sure think you're right about that, yeah. But I think that is the mindset, by the way. Not when you really boil it down, of course, not, yeah, it's not necessarily articulated,
1: but yeah, I mean, like it's. This is a long discussion, but whatever. Who cares? It's the Breakdown Poker Podcast with the poker guys. This is what we do. We're breaking down billionaires. I mean, it's like, so So famously, the robber barons, like, Mm. uh, you know, J.P. Morgan and those guys, all those fellas. What are the the other guys? I can't remember. You mean the
0: job creators?
1: (laughs) Okay. The (laughs) robber barons, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking on their names now. It's uh, Rockefeller. Who else? Carnegie. Carnegie. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Guys like that. Um, They they had the most money in history, I think still to this point, uh, relative to the rest of the economy. Okay. yeah, uh, uh, The richest people of all time, basically. And at a certain point, anything fungible becomes undesirable. So Hmm. they created in mostly New York these incredible museums of their own collections of things that are just... Things that they have no idea about, like letters between people in historical context, because there's zero fungibility there. They are the only one who has this letter that somebody wrote in China in the year four hundred to the king to the like the emperor of China. Yeah. Right. And they, they didn't really care about the item itself. They just cared that it was completely non fungible. was all they cared about. And there you go. And so there was I can have it and nobody else can. That yeah. was the whole deal. Yeah. Right. The thrill of ownership, man. I guess. I mean, that's that's a weird place to be, right? Like super weird. Why would you? That's not an, a, a goal I aspire to. Like, if I some well, that, yeah. If I if I somehow back, like, ask backwards my way into insane riches, I might end up like that. But it doesn't sound like a great result. No, no right? that's
0: it's a that's a rough result. I was actually having a discussion. Here we go, going yeah. deeper, having a discussion with a friend of mine the other day where he was saying. Wouldn't it be so that, like, if, if the AI takes over, it's, there's a singularity and it's a good singularity, right? Yeah. So the robots take over, but it's not bad for humans. And they sort of make it so everybody is, like, everyone can live really, really, really well. Like, wouldn't that be fine? And, like, wouldn't that, like, take care of all this class stuff, basically? And I was saying, nope, I don't believe it would. Like, I believe if the, the rich people were to allow the, this kind of thing to happen. Now, of course, there's some versions of the singularity where it doesn't matter. Humans, it? humans have no say, have right. no... No say-so at all. Fair enough. That, yeah. Of course, that wouldn't be the case. Then we're basically happy slaves. That's yeah. a different thing. I'm telling you where we have some, uh, some accountability on all of this, whether we allow things to happen or not. We put money behind things and so on and so forth. It was like, even if everyone gets great lives, the wealthy are going to want slightly better lives. Right? They're gonna, I'm going to want to get there a little faster than you and a little bit more comfort than you yeah. just so I know I could. Even if you're living really comfortably, I just want mine to be a little bit better. Yeah, right? And then eventually that divide is going to be a problem for you. The people who are living really well, but not as well as me, right? For both like for both sides like I'm going to want there to be a divide and the other side won't want there to be a divide because they're like why does there have to be a fucking divide? And yep. I'm like I did and whether this is true or not like as the wealthy person I'm like I earned this, this is mine. So of course I want there to be a divide. Otherwise what was the point of all the things I did? Even if I inherited, by the way. So it
1: all comes back to existential dread then. Like, for there to be a point to all the things that you did? Interesting.
0: Uh, I don't know if it's existential dread, but just more like, I deserve. I deserve. I'm special. Yeah. Is that the same thing, ultimately? I'm special? I need something to prove that I'm special? Maybe it is.
1: Specialness is related to existential dread in a way, because in order to be special, there has to be a purpose.
0: I guess there does, doesn't there, in some way. Something, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I think, then yes, I think it does. I think... Ultimately, no matter what, we're going to want, we're always going to find ways to separate ourselves unless the aliens have, or not the, oh, I guess it could be the aliens, the aliens or the AI or whatever has taken over to such a degree that we have no say at all. And then that sucks for us. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's even worse. Although maybe not, maybe it feels great and maybe we're all very happy, but you know, yeah. since I, I don't know how that would play out.
1: Well, this is the deepest we've gotten on this podcast for a while. Yeah, it's been uh, a while. Into like a non-poker subject. That there, was crazy. There are six unpublished episodes of the, the famed Dennis and Levy podcast that we haven't decided what to do with yet. That's true. Yeah. We're still kicking that around. That that one gets weird and deep and dark.
0: Yeah, and really. interesting, yeah. too. Really. If you liked what we just did, and I understand a lot of you may not. Yeah. If you liked what we just did, you would actually really like the other show, because that's basically all we do. With the yeah, other show. that type of stuff. But anyway, we're not even we're not even trying to sell you on it. We haven't released it. Well, yeah, we, we, don't, know, we, we don't know if we are going to or not. So, Sorry yeah. if we just wasted everyone's time.
1: No, we <laughs> didn't. That was fun. That was cool. And those of you who don't like it, fine, skip ahead. Yeah. Hey, Chris Jones, I hope you liked it because you suggested this hand. And by the way, last Monday's hand. So good job, Chris Jones, of the Rec Poker Podcast, actually. Yes. Nice, nice guys. We like them. Yep. He suggested this hand on Twitter. He included a link and a timestamp, and that's how you do it. That's exactly how it's done, Grant. All right, so let's pivot wildly yes. and talk about poker. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Seven remain in this $50,000 buy-in. Huge buy-in. Obviously. World Series of Poker bracelet also on the line. Yeah, some people care about that.
0: A gold bracelet grant.
1: Some people I mean, gold might be bum, worth more. Bum, bum, you can gold, always bum, You can bum, always bum, use that gold. Bum,
0: bum, bum, bum. They're going to play the Olympic theme while you while they give it you thing. You're not going to play the theme. You know what I mean? Why <laughs> they, would they play the Olympic theme? Because <laughs> they pretend it's the Olympics. Oh. They basically do. They're gonna, you're going to get to make a speech in front of a bunch of people who do not care and just want you to shut up and yeah. get off the damn stage. Because it's
1: like the break between the first and second level of a tournament. It's after the
0: break. It's actually, the break is over, but now you have to wait through oh, that. You were told it was a
1: 20-minute break, and it turns out it's a 34-minute exactly. break because of the speech. And yeah. you sit
0: there, and everyone like stands. Oh, it's, it's the worst.
1: Yeah. Anyway, poker. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're already deep in the money. 19 players got paid, seven remain. Yep. $1.6 on top? Yes, two
0: hundred and twelve thousand dollars has been won.
1: Okay, so the play- the payouts have been pretty flat so far. Then
0: they're going to stay flat for a while too, of course, as they do.
1: All right, hundred k, two hundred k are the blinds. Adrian Mateos, I've heard of him. Good player.
0: Yes. How much money do you think Adrian Mateos has won in his life? Live fourteen million more, twenty one million dollars,
1: twenty seventh all time. That's pretty damn good. That's pretty damn good. And he yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. All right, he's got six point three million chips, okay. so he's got. 30-some-odd blinds, two nines in the hijack, nine of hearts, nine of diamonds. He's going to open to min open 400K. Yep. Fine. Folds to Keith Tilston in the big blind, sure. who played these high rollers. Around this time, 2019, we were seeing him crop up in all these high rollers. I hadn't seen him before, and I haven't seen him since.
0: Yeah. Now, we did have a big global pandemic, which yeah. cut off so all the live he stuff. He could so. have just
1: started and got cut off, and he's going to be back now. Yeah. yeah who knows? We'll find out. He's got $3.6 million, so he's, you know, entering near danger zone territory with 18 bigs. Absolutely. He's in the big blend with Ace-Deuce of Diamonds. Hmm. He's going to make the call. Feels like the right play, right?
0: I mean, you do have some shoves here too, right? Yeah. Like, this is an okay shove spot.
1: It is, but you don't have to. I mean, there's right. so much in the pot. Ace-Deuce of Diamonds does not does not do well against the calling range.
0: Do we have any sense of the ICM spot in terms of other players' stacks?
1: Uh, let me take a quick look and see if I can... Because if there's,
0: like... Especially short stacks, we definitely would want to play more careful. If we're the shortest stack, we might be a little bit more aggressive.
1: Uh, we are the second shortest stack, third shortest stack. There's a 3.2 million chip stack and a 2 million chip stack.
0: Okay, so the 2 million chip stack is 10 blinds. So yeah. that that's going to lend us to be a little bit more careful, I would think, too.
1: Yeah, probably a little bit at least. Although you said the payouts remain pretty flat for a while.
0: They do. They do, actually. Let's see. So if we're moving on up, the next payout, so we, we've done $212,000. The next one's 276000 so it's so it depends on who you are, basically, and right. But that's like a buy-in. Yeah,
1: it's not a huge jump. It's not a huge in jump in that at context. All. Of yeah. course not. Of course not.
0: But you know, some people are going to play that really
1: carefully. Some aren't. Even in these, you know, some people are going to take it more serious than others. I suppose, but that's not optimal thinking when I agree when dealing with the situation. I agree. Anyway, Tilson just, just calls with the Ace Deuce of Diamonds. Cer- certainly can't be that bad. After certainly all, fine. the antes and such. The pot is one point one million. The flop is six of spades, jack of diamonds, queen of diamonds. Hello, sir. So diamond draw, probably a check shove for Tilston. Yeah, although you could argue for a check call if you wanted to.
0: I think it's just a check shove, so that way we don't have weird. St- like it sucks to check call and then have a check all the way down, and then we just lose to a better ace high. Which yeah, really could happen a lot. Yeah, with ace deuce specifically. I think I think we should definitely check shove. Also, this way we get paid if a diamond comes when we're called. Any argument for leading? I just think Mateos is going to bet this board a lot. Like, Queen-Jack against the big blind? Queen-Jack high bo- yeah. board against the big blind? I just think he's going to bet that a lot. So I'd rather make sure we capture some value first. I think that's, that beats any reason to, to lead here. Okay. I'd also rather be deeper if we're going to lead, so we could lead three-bet all-in. And have fold equity. Yeah, so maybe we want to do it with, like, 38 blinds instead of 18 blinds yeah. or whatever. I guess we have 16 blinds now.
1: That makes sense. He does check. Okay. Mateos... You would expect to bet this board with some frequency, but this might be one of the hands that makes the most sense to check back with of course, two nines. Of course, it does. Like sevens through through tens feel like the check back hands, right?
0: Yeah, this is this is a little unlucky for Tilson that this is the hand that Mateos has, right? I mean, whatever. Like he's losing, so maybe it isn't that unlucky. But like he'd really be excited to check raise all in, and even if he's going to get called, it's not that bad usually, right? Yeah. Um. So this. Is, so yeah. But this is clearly this is almost certainly a check
1: back for Mateos. I think with this hand, so it makes sense that he does. Do you? think there's an argument for betting for Mateos?
0: I can't, f- I can't really
1: find one. The only argument for
0: betting is, of course, denying equity. But the, the overcards aren't as scary. I don't mean these two, but I mean more overcards coming aren't wildly scary because Tilson called from the big blind.
1: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really have ace-king or ace-10 almost ever. He
0: may have very few aces, actually, because he may be shoving with his 18 blinds. Although, again, the 10-blind stack can yeah. make it so he isn't. Um, I think we check back, and we just look to bluff catch a lot. You know, Hope we don't have to put in too much chips as Mateos, and it uh, seems fine. Yeah. I think,
1: I think a check makes perfect sense. I do, too. That's what Mateos does. Yep. Seems fine. What seems better than fine is nitrogen sports. Yes. It's, it's, it's like a fine wine. Better than fine wine. Better than fine wine. It's like a, ro- a robot that you bought at an auction, and it turned out to be really a, a, an awesome robot, but you didn't know it was going to be good. You thought the robot was going to
0: make you like pancakes in the morning. The robot's like, oh, would you also like some French toasts? Uh? Yeah.
1: And you're like, what? And how about I reprogram your internet to make it faster? I'm a robot. That's basically what nitrogen sports. Yeah, is it's like do for I expected you. this to be good, but holy shit! Wait a second, this you're... robot is taking my kids to school. <laughs> well, this... hold on a second. My kids love the robot more than me. Oh no! <laughs> I have to kill myself or the <laughs> robot now. Yeah,
0: yeah that's, that's how it's going to go.
1: Yeah, with nitrogen sports, yeah, you're going to have
0: to kill yourself or, or nitrogen.
1: And really, hopefully, we, we hope you choose neither. But the journey is worth it. <laughs> It's and then jar starts with the simple step of using the link in the description of this podcast when you yeah. sign up for Nitrogen. That gives you access to the exclusive Poker Guys events. Every month we have a tournament with a guaranteed overlay. You can only access that if you use that link when you sign up. We also have other events throughout the year, sports betting related, mostly March Madness, fantasy football type stuff. They put in free money. They just give people money. It's crazy. It's a good deal. Yeah. Sports betting, casino games, poker, robots that, you know. Replace you in your family structure?
0: Sign me up. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) I mean, some people would see that as a positive, maybe. Sure. I don't know. Or do I?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You have a secret family?
0: (laughs) I don't have to have a secret family. I could have a non-secret family that you don't know about. So it's a secret. That I've kept kept from you. It's a secret from me alone. (laughs) Yeah. Is that a secret family, then? I don't think it is. It's a
1: very odd strategy that you've employed in your life. Yeah. And? And nitrogen sports. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just doing a foreshadowing for
0: some of the odd strat strategic decisions that are upcoming in this hand. Okay. I'm not sure
1: that's going to make sense based on what happens. I don't even know what happens. Good enough. All right. The turn is the nine of spades. What the bloody hell? All right. So six of spades, jack of diamonds, queen of diamonds, 1.1 million in the pot. Tilston has ace, deuce of diamonds in the big blind. Mateos has two nines. My, my. The nine is the second spade, but it yeah. also, of course, makes Mateos a set. Okay. It feels like... I'm interested that this is a breakdown hand
0: because it seems like it shouldn't end up being a breakdown hand. I would expect we get all in on the turn so often.
1: Well, that's something to talk about. Yeah. We might get all in on the turn. Oh, okay. We might not. I'm going to guess
0: we're not. Otherwise, this,
1: how could this be a breakdown hand? All right. First question. After I say Tilston checks. Yes. Are you surprised?
0: that Tilston checks? Yes. Uh... I am a little bit surprised. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only reason why I assume he's checking, and I could end up being wrong about this, is because I assume he's check raising all in again. Um, this way, we're checking because if we bet, we feel like Mateos has got a lot of calls since he checked back the flop.
1: I mean, his most likely hands were sevens through tens, right? In one well, of those also a jacks. Set. Yeah. I think he might check a jack. Yeah, ace jacker, jack, or
0: jack uh, ten. He or might something. bet a jack just to go with it too against Tilston specifically on a, on a relatively wet board. Yeah. But I could see him just checking it back sometimes. Uh, but also now a 10. If, if uh, Mateos had a 10, like ace 10, and decided to check that, which, he, which he's going to do at least some of the time, against Telson, who's going to be check-raising all in a lot. Uh, you know, now he's got an open-ender. Yeah. And if we bet, he's going to call probably and not move in, and then we're going to have an awkward river spot sometimes. We'll make a flush. Oh, yeah. We could make a flush. I didn't think about that. That would be nice. That would be really good. Yeah. We're going to need to, based on the current spot. I mean,
1: I would default to betting after Mateos yeah. checked the flop. no,
0: also the nine could mean that like sevens and eights hated even more now, right. right? Like, I mean, they could call, but they may just fold. And we can always shove the river whether we get there or not if we want to, right? In fact, yeah. we probably should. Yeah. But I think, so I think
1: betting's fine. I think check-raising all in is fine. Neither of those happen, obviously. Obviously. Mateos does bet, makes oh. all the all the sense in the world yeah. with a set. Tilston just calls the 650K bet. 20%. That is the most confusing play so far. All right, let's, let's hear Jonathan's thought process and how he tries to Untangle the web of this play and <laughs> make it so you don't have to go to bed insane tonight, just yeah. screaming at the ceiling.
0: Why? <laughs> That's how I feel right now. Yeah. Okay. So Tilson just calls. Okay, the blinds. So it's Mateos only bets three blinds. There's gonna be how much in the pot now? Before we call, I'm saying it's it's 1.8 million in the pot. Tilson has like three million. That's a fine check shove. Yep. It's fine if it goes through. We're happy to fold out Mateos. I think we're going to successfully fold out Mateos a lot. Is he, is he afraid that Mateos is just going to put us on a random 10 sometimes as Tilston? Because, like, now we're open-ended. But we could have anything and be checking here, right?
1: And then we're worried about getting called by sevens, eights, or a jack? I mean, I guess. Okay. By the way, if we're called by those things, it's not that bad. Yeah, we have outs. We've got more outs than, like,
0: the thing that's bad is to get called by, like, Ace-X. of a, That's a pair, right? That's the real problem. Set of nines is pretty bad. Oh, no, that's the same thing. Yeah. From our point of view, yeah. right? Yeah. Ace-X are better, basically, yeah. right? Um, but, like, a lot of the time, if we check raise all in here and we get called, I would assume, if when we don't fold out Mateos, but I think we'd fold them out a lot... Um, I think we've got aces as well as our diamonds. We've got 12 outs, mostly, right? Yeah. And that's pretty good. I mean, it's not amazing. It's 25%, but we're going to fold them out a bunch, too. I would think we're going to fold them out a lot based on this line.
1: Now, not this time, but wouldn't you think so? Yeah. Why the hell doesn't Til- Tilson shove? Or raise, at least? Well, we can always go back to the old poker guy's standby of maybe he got a read on Mateos. Yeah. That would make sense if you have a hand this good that you can't fold, but you're like, oh, he's really strong. I mean, that's the... Only possible thing I can come up with though,
0: and like I don't know, man. Like, Mateos, do people get reads on
1: Mateos? I wouldn't expect them to. I mean, but it feels like in like for in like high stakes duel, for example, it feels like Helmuth has a read on Negranu, right? And you would think people wouldn't get reads on Negranu. That's true, that's true.
0: Um, still, that is uh, if that's the best we can come up with, that's not great, no, you know, from like our our take on Tilson's play, right? right? That means we think it's a bad play. In, uh, from a, in a vacuum,
1: maybe least. he thinks he has enough showdown value. Maybe he thinks I mean,
0: what 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 hands is he ahead of? King uh,
1: X, four or five suited. <laughs> okay, 7-10 uh, <seven>, <laughs> suited. I don't think Mateos is opening that. From there's no kings
0: deck. right. There's no kings left for Mateos to have unless no. he's king eight suited somehow. I doubt that he does. Me too, especially with everyone this short. Yeah, I don't
1: think we actually have showdown value against right. his range. So what the
0: fuck are we doing? I hate Keith
1: Tilstoning. Yeah.
0: I, I'm not a fan of this call.
1: Okay. I, I think I'm on board with you. Yeah. I think I don't like it either. Either way, that's what happens. Okay. Now, lucky for
0: Tilston. Of course, maybe Tilston's going to get there anyway. But lucky for Tilston, since Mateos has a set, turns out this is a great call. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he did pick up something. Maybe he did. He's good, we think. Still, well, is Mateos going to give something away by sizing? No. No, not by sizing. Come on. It's Mateos. It might be
1: how his hair quaff flops. Mm. It does flop. Yeah. Sometimes when he's bluffing. Yeah. Then it didn't flop this time. Mm. Fair enough. Okay, so he calls. Potts 2.4 million. Okay, sure. Tilston's got 2.3 million left. River's the king of hearts, so a 10 makes a straight now. Yes. Tilston leads. 1.3 million. Okay. Is this a good idea? <laughs> it seems very bizarre to me that we would lead right now. We're just repping a 10.
0: That's all we're doing. We're repping basically a 10 that had a pair on the turn. Right? Because what if we got a bad ten, we're not gonna check call out of position with just a bad ten.
1: No, you so it's like jack ten or queen ten. Exactly.
0: It feels like jack ten. Yeah. Like a lot. I mean obviously queen ten could Six, be. Six ten suited, maybe. Yep.
1: Hands like that. Nine ten.
0: Sure. Those but hands, like
1: well, those all make sense.
0: Uh yeah, you're right. All those could be all those could be in play. Um that's it, right? Those are all the tens we have though. We don't have rando tens. Yeah. I mean, maybe we do because we actually had a draw here too, but there's no reason for Mateos. That's a weird story and one I wouldn't expect Mateos to be. Right, you'd expect
1: it to be with a pair. Right, you would. Okay. But that's actually a fine story, I think. Yeah. There's enough of those that it makes plenty of sense. Yeah. So I think it's a fine play, and we're going to fold out a lot of hands like ace-jack or two-sevens.
0: I agree. We're going to fold out a huge amount of things. Obviously, a 10 will never fold. Everything else hates its life, including a set of nines. Isn't going to love it either, right? But a
1: set of nines has to call, right? I mean, I think so. Well, Mateos folds. It's very strange. Keith Tilson wins this pot, so let's talk about that. Okay. Should Mateos ever fold this against a player who's good enough to be in these fields and do well in them? It feels like no. It feels like no.
0: I mean, what? Are, okay. It does look a lot like Tilson has a straight. Yes. It really does.
1: It, would what make, it makes sense to play a straight like, like this, right?
0: Like, What other hands is Tilson? I know T- Tilson has the ace of Deuce of diamonds, but it's incredibly hard to give him that. What other hands could he show up with here? He could have ace six of diamonds or, or six X of diamonds. It could also be spades because there is no bet on the flop. The thing is, spades, yeah, okay. He doesn't necessarily have to turn his pair into a bluff if he's a six X of diamonds or what, or six X of spades. Right. Right? Well, it couldn't be the six X of space. could be the jack X of space. But he doesn't have to turn that into a bluff. Now, maybe he's afraid he'd get bluffed but out. This is stuff. all
1: under the assumption that Tilton is going to check shove if he has no showdown value, right? On the turn. Right. Yeah.
0: Or at least bet the turn. Take an aggressive action somewhere yeah. on the turn instead of check call out of position. That right. feels like very
1: unlikely. So, Tilston's odd play on the turn may have, may have benefited him here. It seems like it did. Yeah. It seems like it did. Because it is hard to think of bluffs that would not decide to take an aggressive action on the turn. That got here. That decided to check call. Really
0: bad spade. No, but the the worst spade has a jack in it. Otherwise, he can't really check call, right? Yeah. Right? Is that true? Can he have? Can he have? Seven eight of spades, so he's open ended with a spade run. Decides to check call with eight high. Why? Why would he do that? I don't think so. I mean, I know he check call with the, the ace high here. I mean, he but still. he probably
1: would do that, but.
0: Why as, would we think as that? As Mateos,
1: we wouldn't put him on that. No,
0: you just can't put him on that. It's really hard to come up with bluffs. So this is why Mateos ultimately folds, right? Because he's like, "What the hell does this guy have? Is is Tilson the kind of
1: player who might ever go for value with a worse hand?" These guys are good, right? Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. I was wondering if Tilson could have like the king X of spades or the king X of diamonds and be like, well, I don't think he's ever betting a worse hand, and I'm going to call if he bets anyway. So it makes sense for me to bet Mm. 1.3 million, preserve a little bit of my stack, and sometimes get a little value from a hand like ace-jack.
0: And what if he has a hand like two pair? What if he has like king-six? Yeah. Like that's kind of perfect, right? I could totally see him being like, I might as well bet since I'm going to call anyway if he shoves I'm folding, even though it sucks. It's all the same. And this way I can get value against worse hands. I
1: don't know. We're going down this path, and I think we maybe should step backwards a okay. little bit. I feel like it, Occam's razor is Tilson's only value is a 10 or better.
0: Also, king six and all these hands do play very well as a bluff catcher.
1: Yeah, I think it's just not really part of the range.
0: Don't we want to, why do we want to take away Adrian's chance to bluff here? Spades missed.
1: And Mateos could have a 10 himself. Let's keep course, that in of mind. Of course he can. Mateos could absolutely have jack 10.
0: Yeah, but we figure that doesn't matter as much if we're going to call anyway. Right. True. Then, we're, then we're trying to get the question is: Do we make more value from from Mateos bluffing here? Or do we make more value from Mateos hero calling here? That's I'd, the I'd, only question.
1: Yeah, I guess it is. It's tough to imagine Mateos calling with just a jack, which is why this bluff might be effective overall against his range. Obviously, it's effective. It folded out a set of nines. I mean, my god. But you'd expect like a jack is a lot of Mateo's range and will yes. fold, right? Yes. So you shouldn't really be going for value against that hand. So what's
0: Mateos thinking? Mateos is thinking like. What, okay, what's a better hand to call with then? Since we didn't call with the set, like we don't really we do block nine ten, yeah. That's all we block. Yeah. But what that's would good. be a better thing to block? We have the nine of diamonds in our hand, so maybe we'd rather not have diamonds in our hand a little bit. But but whenever. it's a nine of
1: diamonds, so it's got showdown value, right? So it doesn't matter anyway. And yeah. we assume
0: we assume Tilson had showdown value on the turn because he check called the yeah. turn, even
1: though. Kind of didn't. There's not really blockers in this case. I mean, I think a nine and a Jack are probably the biggest blockers and Mateos has two of them. So maybe he should call with this hand because of that.
0: Right. I can't think of it better blockers. I can't think of a, a hand. That's a bluff catcher. That's better than this for the same reason you're saying. Yeah. Like it feels the same. Mm-hmm. Nine ten Jack, 10 feels the same. Yeah. Um, I guess Tilson could, could have queen 10 sometimes,
1: but yeah. whatever. I'd rather uh, block the Jack or the, me too. the nine. Me too. For sure. Uh, yeah, why is Mateos fold? I think he made a mistake. Does he think Tilson's just never bluffing? If he thinks that he's wrong. Yeah, obviously he's wrong. I think you can't think that Tilson's ever bluffing. He's it's... making
0: a super exploitive fold here?
1: That's yeah, incorrect. He, it looks it looks like it because he does actually have the best blocker type hand that you can have that isn't a made straight. Really? It you really know?
0: seems like it. yeah. Again, you'd rather not have the nine of diamonds, but again, it shouldn't matter in any real way. So who cares? Yep because uh, the nines already on the board, so actually, who cares? And yeah, this feels like, this feels like a great hand
1: to call. I imagine Keith Tilson was surprised he fold out a set of nines when he saw what it was. I don't, I don't believe that was what he was targeting.
0: Right, I think he's targeting... A jack. Jacks, maybe a rando king, maybe, a bad king.
1: Maybe pocket sevens. Things like,
0: I can sometimes fold out a rando yeah. king that like got there, right. that picked up, picked up equity on the turn, decided to bet, and got there, but not in the way he's it He's targeting to.
1: one pair of hands, mostly. Yeah, oh, I think so.
0: Yeah. I think he expects to get called by two pair of hands and better, but thinks there are very few two pair hands. King Jack, he's like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't have King Jack. Like, right. that's what I'd be thinking. Turns but, out.
1: Because Tilston is doing a reasonably good job representing a 10, which is all fine and good. But as Mateos, you have to call with something that's not a straight. And this feels like it has to be one of those things. I mean, Tilston could have bet his 9, 10, or jack 10 on the turn also instead of check calling. But I guess it's okay to check calling. It's call. still a good story. Is yeah, what it I'm is. Saying. It is. Like, so... But that's not enough, just because it's a good story. Right. We have too good of a hand to fold.
0: You need to be up against a guy who you are basically sure never bluffs and always has it here to be able to fold this hand in this spot. Yep. And Keith Tilson, in this event, you could, you could never say that about. Right. So this is a very surprising fold, and, and feels like a mistake. It does. By Mateos. I wonder, I wonder if he's got other reasons that we're not aware of. He, Quite certainly possible does. from a guy like Adrian I'm not repairs. sure what... I can't come up with what they would be, though.
1: Right. I'm trying to think, like, the blocker scenario. I, I feel like we've figured out the best blockers. And the, like, we want to block nines, we want to block jacks, because Tilton's most likely yeah. potential tens are jack-ten and nine-ten.
0: Right. He never has ten-ten. Yeah. Um, King-ten was already a straight anyway on the turn. He's going to sometimes play that more aggressively and yeah. whatever. Um, of course, he can have other tens, too, because he was in the big blind. There is that, but... Right, but he
1: check-called the turn.
0: Right. So now we're down to... We we believe only tens that have six ten suited, a pair. nine ten, jack ten, queen ten. Those are by far the most likely yep. tens. By far. So we have a great hand to call with. Yep. I guess ace ten could be in there. He could check call ace ten on the turn if he really wanted yep. to. But whatever. He could also he
1: might have ripped that. He yep. probably rips that a lot. Pre-flop, right? I would be curious to hear Mateos' reasoning because I can't find a reason why you would fold this hand against a capable player. Right.
0: This is one of those where you're like roll your eyes and you're like. I definitely lose a lot. Yeah. But I also win sometimes. And hey, I'm near the very top of my range when I don't have straights. Of, of like my non straight hands, this is pretty much as good as it gets. Maybe
1: Mateos just thought that it was a big enough buy-in that people aren't making moves. Like even like Tilston was relative unknown at the time. Maybe. Maybe he didn't know Tilston
0: was a guy at all yet. Yeah. And he, in his mind, Tilston's like some some amateur who happened to make the final table right. and just He's like this guy's
1: not making a move on me. I'm Adrian right. fucking Mateos. Yeah. You know yeah. what? That's probably the best
0: reason so far. He just thinks this guy's not capable of bluffing him in this spot. Right. He check-called. He had a pair. He would have definitely just checked Again, hoped it went check check on this scary board, but he's
1: betting because he always has it. Yeah, is, that's the thought process. That makes sense to me. I get that. Still, I think you have to call in this field. It doesn't matter. You don't know who the guy is. It doesn't mean he's not capable.
0: Yeah, unless you know the guy isn't capable of making a bluff, then you should assume he yeah. is in this kind of a field. 50k yeah. buy-in. We're at the final table. You should assume he's capable of it. You I think you're right.
1: I think this is just uh, uh, an irregular mistake from Adrian Mateos.
0: Yeah, Mateos has made so many unbelievable plays that we admire. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, this seems like that me music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic, you're not gonna show every single MC how it's done right every time I come by I'm bound to leave them outside I'm sipping on liquor a quitter is what I'm not we got one life and I took a on a break but I'm back to claim the Kro and gonna be traveling the globe we still have time to make it